Hey guys, this is a video game based podcast called Get in the Car Gamer. The opinions and ideas expressed within are solely ours. They should not be taken seriously by anyone. So lighten up or light up and enjoy the show. Hey, get in the car, gamer. Round one, fight! How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another beautiful day in podcast land. I am Josh Lawmeyer, and with me as always... Kevin Clay. This is the Get in the, ca- get in the Caper, Get in the Car Gamer. Um, thank you all for joining us today. I want to do a little uh, congratulations to Messi for winning his last World Cup. Uh, they had World Cup. They had the final today. Uh, Messi had two goals. Argentina, Juan. Yep. Uh, well done. Yes. Another World Cup in the bag, and that's every f- two years? Every four. four. Wow. Four and it's like offset by two years on on the Olympics. Okay, so it's like, right, I see. So it doesn't ever happen on an Olympics year. Correct. Okay. Um, yeah, that's really cool. I was very happy for him um, and the and Ar- team Argentina. I will be wearing my Messi jersey more than likely tomorrow. Nice. We'll see what's up. Uh, but we get anyway. Uh, aside from that, we're gonna have a great podcast. You guys ready for a great podcast? Because we're gonna hear about some video games. What we got on the docket this? Uh, this we're evening. gonna we're gonna talk about Sony's uh, detap de- Sony's detachable appendage. Uh, first details about Armored Core Six emerge, and uh, Final Fantasy Crisis Core watermark snafu. Yeah, the water watermark Boogaloo. game. Yeah, I'm I'm very hyped to to hear about it. So we'll, let's let's get into this first one. Um, so Sony has yeah. decided uh, that instead of having two different versions of their console, which is not unheard of, uh, their plan allegedly is they're going to have a modular uh, PlayStation uh, 5. So what they're going to say is that the disk drive, the, the you know physical spinning disk drive, will be a uh, detachable, detachable uh, penis, a, if you appendage, will. Appendage, a disk drive that can come off. Yeah, um... It's uh yeah it's interesting. So here's what we have from Alex. Alderson. I bet you can't even understand or hear what's going on in the background, and this meme is being lost on everybody. It's fine. Go listen to the detachable penis song, and then detachable you'll know. penis by King Missile. It's a it's about a man who lost detachable his penis. Detachable penis. I really should have just held into the chorus, but whatever. Um, yeah, so Sony's gonna have a cool thing. So if you have the uh, the uh, digital version right. of the the PS5, the one that does not have the disk drive, you will get a detachable disk drive. I imagine it's going to be just a USB C thing, but uh, let's see what let's see what Alex Alderson has How to say. How far down did you get? I didn't. Oh, okay. It uh, it seems that Sony's moving closer to releasing a PlayStation Five console with a detachable disk drive. Nearly three months after the rumor first emerged, uh, for context, the rumor originated with Tom Henderson. Uh, an industry insider who correctly predicted the DualSense Edge's launch months before Sony announced the controller. Is that is that crazy to think that maybe they would make their own pro controller? Is that a wild... No, that man's a... Uh, what's He's his a soothsayer. Nostradamus yeah, of no. video games. Yeah, he, yeah he, he definitely knew. While the alleged change is not the introduction of a pro or slim model for the PS5, it should mark a more significant refresh of the PS5 series than the AMD Oberon Plus revisions that arrived earlier this year. That's when they changed the chip because they couldn't find the one chip, so they made you know this they next, made one. This with next sentence chip. has me. 
with the PlayStation 6 rumored for 2028, the PS5 yeah. with the detachable disc drive could serve as a mid-cycle refresh too. Okay, what? 2028? How 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 long was the PS4 around before they made the 5? Honestly, it feels like my whole life. It feels like I played the fucking shit out of that game. Uh 2014. Okay. Well, that's and a we little got PS5s in 21 21, 21 because then there was the shortage. Oh my god, in 20. Was it 20? Yeah, so maybe it was 2013. It's a 7 year. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're going t- Never even thought never crossed my mind. Of, you know, of the PS6? Uh, of a PS6 or no. an Xbox, a Millennium Falcon, or whatever they're going to call it next. Oh my god. It's going to be worse. It's going to be called Xbox. Probably. I bet you they do just go back. They do. Xbox. Xbox. No the. None of mm-hmm. that. Just welcome to Xbox. And then you go to the store and you're like, can I get Xbox? And he's like, all right. And he pulls out a big chart. And he's like, can you point to the one you'd want? Yeah, please. They have. There's some you have to be a little more specific. <coughs> um. Wow, twenty twenty eight, huh? I mean, I guess, I guess that's not right around the corner, but you know, it's shocking to think they may Six already years? be working That'll... about it. I mean, we're about to be in three. Then it's only I know, five. I know. Uh, purportedly, Henderson has now heard from two people that Sony has started dist- dis- distributing distributing. Uh, that's how you say that. Test kits of the unreleased console. If and you're major British, set. you say distribute. Or just dis- the first way you said yeah. it. I can't even do that. I can't I've been e- watching a lot of British shit. It's kind of fucking. This might me be up. leaking into your life, bro. Yeah, uh, bro. A major. <laughs> Go on, Gov. I don't know, Gov. Nah. A major step toward this public release. <laughs> uh, Henderson adds that these test kits are said to operate flawlessly, implying that they work as well as would expected of retail units. Henderson stresses that this modular PS5 will replace the two models. Sony currently sells rather than serving as a third option. Uh, this move should allow Sony to reduce manufacturing costs, but it remains to be seen whether the external disk drive will be compatible with current units. Ooh, oh wow! So they um, wait. So they are saying that this will replace the PS5 as disk drive and the digital version. Yes, it'll be a whole new thing. I bet it looks like a square too. Like I bet it looks why like did a that, regular thing. Why is that thing. the way I thought? Also, like a, like a little DVD player. It's gonna look like a regular thing. And it's not going to have these fucking Thins. wave loops coming off of it. Looks like the bitch is about to blast Look, off. Look, you could see the the PS5 right there, but all we see is fins because I haven't scrolled down far enough. I wonder how far we'll get before we see the actual body of it. Uh, I was right there, but yeah. still, what was that Batman? I know, like it looks like um uh not Optimus Prime, but the Decepticon leader. Oh um yeah, I know. God dang Me it! Me either. Son of a. Um, All right. Well, so Tom Henderson Megatron. also states, "Yes, thank you." He yeah. also states that they're going to stop making the Megatron versions by the end of 2023. So, the, ostensibly, the one like me and my friends have will be the like the old one, the old goodness. Ooh, I wonder if any collectors will pay me maybe three times the amount of a It'll PS5 be really for it. Sad if they stop manufacturing those and then the other ones start like red red ringing, yeah, or failing some, hard, something weird and. They send out a the kill the kill a button right like just wait the the five hundred and seventy seventh time this person presses R three it's over. <laughs> I almost spit my drink out. Kill the console. Kill it. Um. Okay. So yeah, I guess that's kind of interesting. Uh. Of course, every console has its thing where it puts out one and it's like, all right, that was the first one. They put out another one. In most cases, it's usually a slimmer version or a powered up version or both. You know, the Xbox 360 had many different revisions. You have the first Xbox One, 
that ever came out, the beefy boy, they got much smaller. Like I'm sure you've seen mine is fucking like, you know, this big. Oh yeah. And like, there's nothing to it. No, it's a regular Xbox. Just, yeah, one. just the Xbox One, but mm-hmm. it was just like the second version of it, the Slim Slim Boy. No, it's a it's a looks like a, a golf chonker, ball. The one I got. Yeah, mine looks like you flattened a golf ball. Still with runs an iron. fine. Yeah, hey, there's a testament to the fucking, and that's hard drives too. Those machines are oh, all yeah, those hard, are mo- baby. Mechanical moving, and they working discs. Um, mine's the mine's a fire Blu-ray player. I mean, I just don't have a lot of games nice. for Xbox, but I mean, mine. Isn't it funny how some of these old con- that's what they become. Like it's like all right, well I have better games now, so I could go media buy guy. A, a DVD player. Right, I could, but I don't need to because I have one right here. Right, right I've thought about is. getting the Xbox One um, remote that you can just like it's just has for movies and stuff, like and it has a D-pad oh, yeah, on it. Yeah, I've thought about getting that just because that thing kind of sounds like it slaps. Um, this very, is very convenient. This is really, I mean, this is weird to me. If it's not any more powerful, it, it would have to look a lot different. Price it, reduction, I'm assuming. And the reason you know. why people, it absolutely needs a price reduction. Right. The reason why people bought the digital version was either a, because that was the one they could get because it was cheaper in their moment. And it was a hundred dollars cheaper. I right. mean, it really was. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, unless you're an old head like me and you, uh, a lot of these people, they don't care if their game's on a fucking disc. They don't right. give a fuck. Sure. Uh, like, you know, Jeremy, I was talking to Jeremy the other day at work, and I was like, did you get God of War, like, as a disc or, like, digital? And he was like, disc, baby, I got to sell that motherfucker when I'm done with it. I was like, that's <laughs> oh, fire. That's, that's, that's soup for my soul. I know, it warms my heart. I love that. Well, I was like, hey, maybe, you know, you let a homie borrow it for a week before you sell it. You know, just wondering, just curious, just to just to get a little taste. Yeah, just yeah, maybe just to taste a little bit of those flavors. Well, this is interesting. Did they say when it was coming out? When they're planning it? Rumored twenty or no? That was the six. He's talking so about twenty twenty four. He's saying uh, in twenty twenty four that will be the console. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. I we'll get more obviously as time goes on. The we'll only reason news. I would get a different PS five is if 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 it was more powerful. At this point. Because mine's True. fine, right? It's you know, and I it's full of all the. And it may entice me to get one if it's, it's like the vape smoke if it's like three hundred bucks. My house, that's what it needs to be. Yeah, it, I mean, it, but they're already saying that they're selling it at a loss at five hundred dollars to get you to get PlayStation Plus. Isn't that fucking weird? for five? Yeah, they're saying that's a loss. It's wild. Yeah, well, they're probably making well, it the up. fucking controller is eighty dollars. So imagine you, the controller wasn't in the box; it'd be what four twenty. Mm. The controller's fucking expensive as shit. So like, and I I'm, I almost think there was an HDMI cable in there. There may have been a USB cable for the controller. You know, I'm just thinking about the things that are in the box that, that you are that charged cost, money for. Yeah, that cost things of in in the in of them themselves. Right. But whereas Nintendo Switch, if you get the one Nintendo Switch, they might not even give you a fucking charger. Like they're like, you have one, you already have one. And it's, I hate that. I know. Well, they're thinking it's USB-C. Like Apple, you know, iPod. They don't even put like chargers in their shit anymore. My it's phone like, won't come with a charger. Yeah, my new one that I'm getting. Yeah, that's fucked up. Like, how are you? Like, what? Why are you? I what have if to I buy just moved one? over from like Google and I never or like whatever? And, and I don't have that cable. Right. I don't have a fast charger. They're like, okay, well, for sixty bucks, get the Google fast charger. <sighs> and then a big hand <sighs> raises up in front of my face with a middle finger. <laughs> and then you go, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy. All it. right. All right. Uh, next up, we got exclusive. The first Armored Core Six details with Hidetaki Miyaz- Miyazaki yeah. and Masuru Yamamura. 
Um, this is an article by IGN, I believe. If I can get up here. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's it's this damn. F- no, it's on the left. Uh, IGN, yes. Yes. I hate this website. And uh, this was written by, by Kat Kate, Bailey. Kat Bailey. Uh, it's easy to forget. Are we going to read? Hold on. No, this we is cannot. a long boy. This is a big boy. All right, so we we're going to try and hit the, the finer points. The finer points here. We just want the quotes about what they're saying. Here we go. There you go. Uh, th- so this is they're they're talking to like the man Miyazaki, the president of From Software, and they're also talking to the uh, game director of Armored Core, which is also uh, someone who did a lot of work on Sekiro. Mm-hmm. Which is you know fantastic here, mm-hmm. uh, and here's what uh, here's what Miyazaki says: the essential direction of Armored Core Six was to go back and take a good look at the core concept of Armored Core and what made that series special. Uh, so we wanted to take the assembly aspect, assembling and customizing your own mech, your Armored Core, and then being able to exact a high level of control over the assembled mech. So we wanted to take those two concepts and re-examine those in our modern environment. Which can probably ha- probably has a very, or I'm sorry, probably has a lot of its own challenges doing that kind of customization because everything has to work with everything else. Right, it has to so be balanced like, and it has to be simpatico. Each, each part has to be like modulated in, in a way that it can work with a different arm. Yeah. And like, you know, maybe it's a wrist that spins a, a knife really fast but then you can change that for like a Gatling gun or something. Oh yeah, absolutely. Or like the whole, or the the Gatling gun goes from the elbow instead of the wrist all the way down, and it that could, I mean, if they do the work, it could be a very cool game. I know, and with all this, like they haven't made an Armored Core game since you know like 2007, right? And in 2009, they changed culture forever with Demon Souls, and now they've just been every game they've made has been a fucking bajanger. Just like, just, oh, hey, more, I opened my wallet and billions of dollars flew in, you know, like the fucking, the game Lucky is, me. He, they, they've learned so much about how to make fucking sick ass fighting that like, if they just like slow it down a little bit and then they modernize it with this fucking dude in the old armored cores, you could have like laser beam guns on your, on your shoulder. And then like, you're shooting those and there's a rocket that comes out of your fucking, like, chest piece right. while you're sword fighting. Right. You know, like, these fucking... And then you're, like... Like, you could be, like, a run around or a fly or a skate. Yeah. One of the yeah. skate fucking ones. Like, the shit is fucking ill. Here. So, yeah. So, Yamamura says that the boss battles are going to be the highlight of the game in this title. The essence of the battles in, in which the player reads the enemy's moves and then plays games with them is, of course, provided. Uh, is as is typical of uh, from software. So you're going to have a lot of uh, times to parry and, and sure, dodge, yeah. and you're going to look for cues, like physical cues. In the in this title, both the enemy and your own machine are aggressive and violent in their attacks. Fucking awesome. We are <laughs> developing the game so that players can enjoy the dynamic uh, and intense boss battles that only me- mechas yes. can offer, o- along with the unique aspects of Armored Core, such as uh, how to assemble the right parts to take on the strongest enemy. So you're going to have to balance your mech for whoever you're fighting. Right, like you might have a sick ass mech and then you fight a dude who's like just got your fucking number. He, yeah, he neutralizes whatever build you have by you just what his, their it. build is. But like it's they can because the, the world is over and only giant <laughs> corporations fucking Okay, here we go. There's a fat quote. All right, here we go. IGN asks Miyazaki-san I understand that you're more of a concept creator for this game. Can you talk about how this project came to be and the direction you want to take it in? Uh, Miyazaki says, I think a more accurate way to put it 
would be that I was part of the initial game direction on the project, not necessarily a concept creator. What that means is as initial game director or a part of that initial game direction team, I worked with several other people on the early stages of the project, including engineers, designers, and other people at the director level, production level, so that we could define the early concept of the game, the early designs. More specifically, it involved myself and our line producer here, Kenneth Chan. He was working with me on the early stages of the project as well as one other member of the team, and then eventually we passed over to Masuro, Ma- Masaru Yamamura, who's joined us today as well. No, you're translating. Yeah, <laughs> and he became the new director on the project. Um, IGN then <laughs> goes on. I just thought that would be a funny bit. <laughs> you're reading his like, words. What the fuck? <laughs> I, 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 I didn't have time to look up Miyazaki-san, uh, uh, him himself talking. Speaking. So. Uh, IGN then goes on to ask a stupid question about how this will be, will this be like a Soulsburn game? And I already know the answer. They're going to be like, no. Armor Core is its own thing. Yeah, but it's it going to be similar. And and you know what? There was literally a poison swamp in one of the Armor Core games. So like, really, mm. they were all fucking. They're all fucking from software <laughs> games. You know what I mean? And the th- and you know what? I bet in this one there's going to be a moonlight greatsword, just like there always is. Mm. There's going to be a guy named Patches who is a huge dickhead, who's a huge piece of shit. That's just uh, par for the course. It's you know he's got to put all his little you know things in there. Um, he goes literally. Is it fair to say the Armored Core Six will be closer to Soulsborne games? No, <laughs> that's fire, no. V- really lit. Um, he just basically uh, says again that the the big thing is that they looked back at what Armored Core was, yeah, and make we have it not fire. been making a conscious effort. Yes. You know, a, a conscious effort. But unconsciously... There could be know, some things that, you know... Some things slip through. They could just get around this by saying all these things, like, kind of exist in the same universe for some reason, you know? like. Well, and, you know, the, the other big thing is that no one's, like, asked about is, like, that world looked pretty advanced. Like, the, the dude who went out and was just picking up fucking rocks and, and like... Yeah, but that, was that a dude in a mech? Or I was that a so. mech... AI. I don't think it was an AI. No. I think it was a dude in that mech. No it, kidding. It could be fucking one of your homies who gets you like shit. Yeah. Oh um, man, this is so long. Yeah, that's why we had to just have like a little, you know. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about a combat. Why is From here, Software drawn? About, here, this is a good yeah, one. Yeah, I want to hear about the world. Why does uh, From Software drawn to apocalyptic settings? Here's what Miyazaki has to say. I would say there are two main reasons why we tend towards apocalyptic settings. One is purely direct to taste. That shit's sick. That's why. (laughs) Yeah, and the preferences of the game director and game developers. I think this is something that, again, has applied in FromSoft history, as well as our previous CEO, Neotoshi Zin. He directed the old Kingsfield and old school Armored Core games as well, so I think that that's where we maybe stemmed from. Mm. My tastes happen to be similar, so I think that's why you see a lot of that in modern Soulsborne titles as well. So it does depend on the director's tastes and personal idiosyncrasies. What a word. Mm. I think the second reason would be this is kind of a technical reason, but I'd say that a lively bright setting is a little bit beyond from software's capability or experiences as a developer. So it's easier for us to direct and apply our own resources on what we're good at and what we're used to. And so it's easier for us to express ourselves within these kind of darker and drier and quieter apocalyptic settings than livelier and busier ones. I mean, that makes sense. That's true. Think about, you know, think about like Dark Souls 2 versus like Oblivion. You know, like Oblivion, you can like see a parade in in a town, you know, with a bunch of people, and you're like, look at this. And then like in our like 
oh, everyone who was at this parade died. Like, and then you pick up scrap of scrap of cloth from the parade, and then it's got some words about a parade that happened when things were nice. <laughs> the good times. And you put it in your Always pocket. For, can't forget about the good times. And also, this game's going to have uh, multiplayer. Yes, yeah, uh, versus mode. Yamamura says, uh, yes, we will have a, a, the multiplayer. We do plan to have a versus mode similar to the previous Armored Core titles, where you'll be able to customize your mech and take uh, that fully customized mech into battles with others. But we will reveal more details about this at a later date. The focus, the main focus of a- a- AC6 is on the story mode at least, and is having the story develop and play out. We've concentrated on single player for the story mode, Please stay tuned for more multiplayer details at a later date. Okay, so the one thing that I do think would be ill is if, like, you and I are playing, and then I can hire you for a mission. Oh, that'd be neat. That'd be fire. And then that'd be cool. So if they decide to do that. If it's a good co-op, that's fun. Well, it's all mercenaries. That's that's good shit. So if they incorporate it that way into the main story. That'd be just fine. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would be really cool. I, I would find that very, pretty hot. Uh, but, you know, I, I Sekiro has no multiplayer, and that was a fucking experience. I mean, there wasn't... They didn't need any multiplayer. This game was fucking heated. So, I mean, we got the Sekiro guy um, on it, so... Indeed. Okay. And actually, to what you were we were talking about just a moment ago, the the moment in the trailer where there's a mech looking out over the horizons and it's wearing what looks like a backpack, does that confirm that this game will be an open-world exploration with mecha? To be clear, Yamamura says, AC6 will feature a mission-based structure to the single player. It's not fully open, so it's going to be more linear, mm-hmm. but it's going to have probably giant-ass fucking maps. I'm sure it's going to stick with that mission based structure in regards to that shot in the trailer in particular, there was this great disaster, which was depicted in the trailer, which brought uh, with it enormous changes to the environment, similar to what you'd see in the ice age. This shot is just straightforward representation of the world of AC six and the mecha pilots who have to survive through such dramatic changes. So there was a little dude in there trying to get (laughs) materials, um, which is kind of cool. Like, yeah, that is that is hot. Um, so that's what we're trying to show with that shot. Okay, very cool. And then um, just uh, the last the last thing we'll kind of get on here is just it, you know the uh, continuation question. Will this again reset the story, or will it continue on from Armored Core Five? Uh, Yamamura says yes. We'd like to think of this as a completely fresh new story. Oh, okay. Uh, there, there are no go. direct links with the previous games. It's a brand new setting and a brand new story. Um, that just means more uh, more chances for, you know, uh, a dictatorial dude with a big white mustache that's, like, much bigger than everyone else for some reason. Right. And uh, in, in new lore. Yeah, which is cool. And it, it you know, when you say uh, Armored Core 6, like, a lot of people, like myself, are like, how many Armored Core games do I need to play for this to make sense? And, and he it, says none. It seems... Or re- might as well have just rebooted it and not call just it Just call six. it Armored Core right. Fires of Rubicon right. would have been fine with me. I mean, it looked cool. And this is, see, I'm going to go on eBay and buy fucking Armored Core 4 Answer, dude. It was his first game, basically, he like works on. He's oh. calling himself a baby boy when he was working on that. I'd love to see my man get molded by it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, that's so fucking heated. Um, <coughs> this guy's no. going to be sick. This it's gonna be a fucking banger, dude. Like it's gonna, it's gonna be so good. The d- fucking piloting giant mechs and f- killing other people in theirs is always cool. That's uh, yeah. 
That's one of the as a as a person who grew up and like saw Gundam and just been like, well, I hope in the future that happens. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Like, I hope one yeah. day I can get in a fucking mobile suit and uh, just just get run through. I was exposed to a lot of Power Rangers when I was a kid. That was the big hotness when I was like six, seven. And they, and they form. And uh, they, yeah. They mighty morph. They, yeah, they were mighty morphing Power Rangers. And they're, yeah. yeah, they're, you know, it could be a Jack or the Panther. Sure. Which was the black character, oddly enough. Uh, and then you, there was a, there it. was a, a T Rex, I think. And then a, that was a the Chinese there one. There was a pterodactyl. There was a. Anyway, yeah, they all formed together. Yeah, and into a giant robot. And then, and then we'd get little peeks at at a Gundam on like Toonami, you know, like right after school, and be, be like, like, "Damn, that. this is the shit right here." I need that right now. I need that right now. I want that white suit, that white suit that they wear that's really tight. Oh my and god! And then they it's run so like tight. they have to go and deploy into their fucking shit. <laughs> it is. It's kind of like a like a Nazi spacesuit. You know, like it's just like it's just it's it's double breasted. It's right, well, right. It's well fitted. Mm-hmm. You know, it's white. It's got some red, a little gold. It's kind of like, it's kind of looking a little authoritarian. It is. It's got a, a, a wee bit. But also, like that was also, I feel like, to just be like, look at these twinks. They get in the big giant, the mech. giant robot, and they're not twinks anymore. Well, they're in space, so it, you know it kind of makes sense that they'd be skinny, right? You know, living off of twink juice. You or don't whatever. see a lot of yeah, space twink juice. You don't see a lot of bears, you know, in, no. in the Gundam world. They're probably like, you know, God, this guy eats all our food. There's not much food, and this guy's always eating. I did, however, I liked when they piloted the Gundam like it was a a mech ship. Like the the G Gundam yeah. was cool, but the whole like it does what I do right. in my suit—that's dumb. I want to see you fucking. Although the, shoot I never understood, I never understood how the lever being thrown forward translated into him just like doing a somersault and like blasting the gun. No fucking you know, idea. <laughs> I don't no know how idea. that works. It seems like it'd be maybe a lot a to handle. There's a neural path. Maybe you know. Yeah, who knows? It's like the shit is fucking cool. Armor Core is cool. I'm about to buy a fucking $50 PS3 game on fucking eBay from someone in Taiwan. Yeah. To, just to play this shit. It's going to be awesome. What was that movie where they, they with uh, the stripper guy, the guy that was in the Chippendale movie? Not Chippendale, but it's like. You're talking about Pacific Rim? Yes, Pacific Rim. Yeah. It was Chatting Tatum. Chatting Tatum, yeah. Ch- chatting, lean, chatting, tapping the tape. Giga Chatting Tatum. Um. That one was actually like the closest they've ever gotten to doing like a pretty cool ass like mech movie. Right. It was it was kind of lit at times, but you know you can't you can't expect that movie to get an Oscar. No. You know you're here for the entertainment. That was Michael Bay, right? Probably. Literally. I think so. I mean, like the fucking you know just giant robots. It's like you know, and if you're like a if you're like an emo kid, you probably like got real into Neon Genesis Evangelion, and you thought I, that shit was cool. I thought it was cool when I was a kid. Man. Did you? Yeah. Did you watch the movie or the show? Do you remember? I think I watched the movie. Okay, I so I don't think that was show. quite as emo as yeah. like the show. Oh really? Like, yeah, they, they got those kids had emotional problems. Damn. It's I don't know. It was weird. Well, you know, it's fucking weird. What are you gonna do? Um, no, nah, this game looks sick. I wonder how much more, or how soon we'll get to see some actual. I hope it's footage. fall. I hope we get it in fall. Yeah. Like I hope I don't have to wait too much. Is it longer. going out at the end of three or the beginning of four? Twenty four. I don't know. Then we don't have any. All they said was twenty three. 
Give me answers. I know. Give me answers. Armored Core, give me four answers right now. All right. Well, we'll have to be patient then. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Ridiculous. All right. Last but certainly not least, uh, we got the Kotaku article. (laughs) This one's funny, dude. Square Enix, new PGA remake, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy. What is that? Final Fantasy VII, Crisis Core Reunion. Um, By Zach Zweizen. Uh, Apparently, there's... There is a painting. There's a painting. There's a painting in, in a, a game. In a, in, a, in a room. And uh, wouldn't you know it, <laughs> big fat Getty images watermark on this painting in, in the game. So this is my homie Zach uh, standing in front of the painting. And sure enough, there's a fat Getty's images right there. You think that was an intern? Just pulling, like, make a painting. Just, Rip. hey man, we need an image for this, this. We need a JPEG for this. Hey, you know, from two to three, I need 45 paintings for the game. So... Go hard. Go look. Go hard in the paint. They weren't. Maybe they just weren't logged into Getty. I'm sure they have a good, like a good Getty images account. You know what I mean? Pay a little. Pay a little this. Pay a little that. Uh, here's what we got. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion was released uh, the other day and is a solid remastering and remake of a beloved PSP title. It is a very good game. Mm. Um, but at least one painting in the new game contains a little something extra. Getty images watermark, implying that the in-game painting was creating. Created using an image preview <laughs> taken directly from the services website. I wonder website. who's... Well, this looks like an old-timey photo from like the 1910s or yeah. something. Hmm. <laughs> this is... Okay, so yeah, in our review posted earlier, we noted that the new war, uh, remake is a faithful adaptation to the... P- did you just read that? I feel like I'm having a stroke here. Okay, they repeated they themselves repeat here. They themselves, yeah. Um, during the chapter 8 of the game, you'll enter in Sh- uh, Shinra Mansion... Uh, in this very nice-looking and opulent home, you'll find a very fancy painting hanging in the walls. Uh, on the walls, look closely, and you discover that these are real paintings. Look a little closer, and you also see that Square Enix grabbed the art from where they grabbed it from. Yep, that's a big old Getty image right in the middle of it. It was. <laughs> I was able to track down the exact painting. Um, that they used uh, on their own own Getty Getty account. account. It's a piece by artist John Crother uh, depicting Ludgate Circus in London, uh, 1881. Wow. Uh, Kotaku reached out to them for for an an answer to why this is, and they have not gotten back to them. They didn't hear back from you for real? They didn't get back to them at all. Uh, Wow. Um, It appears that whoever grabbed this image from Getty and possibly didn't pay to uh, license it as the watermark is still there, stretched it out and cropped most of it, uh, most of its top to make it fit in the frame. They didn't even like hold shift and drag to no, keep it like no together. shifts. Uh, no shifting. The resulting painting appears <coughs> at three three times in the in the whole. Damn, area, he loved that area painting. of this game, complete with the Getty water water. Bro, he got three of these motherfuckers. He loves this painting. I'm about to quit. I don't give a shit about this. I'm fitting. To... They, they're gonna fire me yeah. at the end of the day, dude. <laughs> shit. This isn't the first time <laughs> Big Square Enix RPG has uh, shipped <laughs> with a mistake. With a mistaken watermark included, Kingdom Tart Three also included a watermark during one cutscene. Wow. However, that was a blink, and you'll miss it. Uh, blink, and you'll miss it moment. And not an easy-to-find painting that appears multiple times that you can clearly see by uh, anyone paying attention. If you want to see this mistake yourself, I'd go to the mansion sooner than later, as I imagine Square Enix will be patching it out shortly. Damn it, I can't go see this mansion until a few days after Christmas. I'm getting this game for Christmas. Son of a... And I can't fucking... I can't play it yet. I want to, though. 
I w- you want to see the watermark? Dude, I played the fuck out of this game on PSP. Dude, this game was my shit. And now you can play it on your console? Or, yeah, I'm yeah. going to play it on the fucking big TV. It's nice. Fire. nice. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, no, I'm, I'm like really hyped about this game. This is like a, just a funny thing, like a watermarked painting. Who gives a fuck? It's well, not like they I made the been, game bad. I would have been like, oh, you know, it's, you could possibly make that mistake. But then the fact that he stretched it and like put it, you know, cropped it and it still kept the, the Getty watermark in there. The first, okay, the first intern put actually just a giant stretch photo of his nutsack. Right. And then they were about to ship this game whoa, and he was whoa, whoa, like, oh, whoa, fuck. Whoa, whoa, did you see that? <laughs> And then they just grabbed this, and they were like, make it fit. Get this ball sack out of here. Oh, my God. And then uh, they never heard from that intern again. My God. He went to lunch and never came back. I wonder how much of a stink. I guess Getty could make a stink because they own the images. Yeah, they could. I, I mean, I'm assuming you could get in some amount of trouble for, like, shipping a giant piece of media with the. But, I, I mean, it has the watermark. They know where to find it. Correct. I'm advertising Getty images now in Can my Can you just, like. Like, I don't care that I can see the watermark in there. I'm going to use all this, all this art. I wonder if you and could. You, if you get in trouble for it. Maybe not. Because, I mean, the watermark exists to prove that you don't own it. Right. But you don't care. You're like, of course Shit. I don't own this. Make a, make like a Doom game where every single frame except for your guy is a watermark, a watermarked image. Even the <laughs> monsters are watermarked. I can't look at it. Yeah. Just. That actually sounds pretty funny. Mm. And then, um, you, you die. It's just mm. a fucking Mountain Dew logo. It's <laughs> a whole, your whole screen is just. I played a do the do. I played a, a rip a free rip off of. Uh, oh god, the the Doom counterpart. Uh, Quake. No, the other one. Nazis. Oh, Wolf, Wolf, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. I played like a a rip off of that, and every fucking panel on the wall was like a Pepsi ad. No Every, shit. No, no, for real. Every that's, painting, everything, but you still got to fight like dudes and pick up guns. Okay, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, just, they just changed it enough. It's kind of like Chex Quest. I mean, that's like that's literally a Doom wad where you play as a guy who shoots fucking Chex right. at monsters. Yeah, you know, dead. like, and then at the end, it's like get a great bolt, big bowl of Chex. <laughs> First of all, Chex as a cereal, decent. If you're it's into honestly, eating cereal that has no flavor, it's a decent cereal. It's for throwing some blueberries. It's, I think it's meant for fruit strawberry, to be added. Strawberries. To Stra- bananas. Maybe some a little sprinkling of sug. Right. You know, up top. A little sug night. Yeah, a little a little shungit. Um, it's like, yeah, I, I don't feel like, have you ever gotten down on a bowl of kicks? Kicks? Yeah, kicks, the little circles. Kid tested, mom approved. Oh yeah, that's horrible. Oh my god, it's terrible. It's but trash. you shit super crazy the next day. Well, that's cool. I mean, I it's guess. fibered up. I got ra- raisin brand for that. You know, I that's can, true. I can I can brand up. Yeah, I mean, we could fix our problems. Mm-hmm. You know, we could fix our society. Just problems. I just choose not to. Yeah, no. I choose violence every day I wake up. I grip I grip my handles that I installed next to my toilet and I go for a ride. Oh yeah. <gasps> Not me anymore, man. You listen, listen, guys. I got a Getty water Getty watermarked bidet at home. <laughs> and uh, if you, dude, it's like, all about his bidet. It's, <laughs> no, no, it's changed my life. He's trying dude. to evangelize everyone to get a bidet, it's, bro. It's just, it's like my life's a lot different now, and I didn't think it would be. See, I but thought, what don't you don't realize is that you have dried fecal matter like a, Ch- a Jackson Pollock painting on the the underside of your carriage. I hope not. That'd be brutal. 
That'd be that'd be. You super ever brutal. you ever power wash a pile of mud? Yes. Do you see what happens to the mud? It disperses in many directions. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the nozzle on this thing's kind of blasting me everywhere. <laughs> I can just take a shower after I shit. Well, and, do my, and, and do to be honest with you, if I had a terrible one, enough one, I would still go straight in the shower. Right. Because, you know, sometimes you have ones where you're like, I don't even want to do the rest of my day. <laughs> but this shit ruined my fucking life. Dude. Oh, my God. All right. Well, yeah, go out and get a bidet, folks. That's the show. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy Annika. We're, all right. So we're, we're going to be coming with you uh, soon with our basically our end of the year wrap up because mm-hmm. uh, we're going to probably miss a pot or two with our various... Uh, you know, family events, festivities. got Kwanzaa celebration to go to, right? and a couple... I know I have at least three Hanukkahs I got to do Hanukkahs. this year. Yeah, it's no, it's rough. It's rough stuff. But uh, we, so we're going to come at you live with our, you know, our personal end of the year review, telling you what games we played and what games we would say maybe you should play. Uh, you know, we'll have a little talk about that, and that'll be a lot of fun. So, you know, stay tuned. Don't touch that dial, as it were. And uh, until next time, guys, it's uh, not time to get out of the car because I haven't done our plugs. Hey, guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, We have been, are, and will be uh, the real-life Peter Griffin on YouTube. Do you see that? Um, yeah. <laughs> and then also you've got some uh, like Indian, like nine hours of Indian music or something over I, here. Like, dude, I'm cultured. No, yeah, your your YouTube's out here. Uh, we have been getting the car gamer, a video games podcast available everywhere podcasts are consumed. The home base is at SoundCloud.com/slash Getting the Car Gamer and on Spotify. Please check us out there. Like I said, that we are available everywhere podcasts are consumed. You can also also follow us at our Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash Getting the Car Gamer, and then uh, you can also. Email us at getinthecarpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, guys, make sure you find your detachable penis. Uh, bye bye. Let's buy this bike, dude. Dark side of Japan? Mm Mm-hmm.